BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Better at Everything, a no bullshit, absolutely practical self-help show for anyone who feels stuck. Last season, we talked to Peter Ludwig and Adela Schicker about how to beat procrastination once and for all. This season, we have two new experts, and they are going to help you claim your personal agency. Paul Knapper and Tony Rayo are psychologists who noticed a pattern in their client sessions. People felt more stressed, less present, and less in control of their lives. They didn't have a strong sense of agency. Paul and Tony argue that low levels of agency are causing people to feel stuck, anxious, and frankly, totally overwhelmed. But how do you foster your personal agency and take back control? What does high agency actually look like? Let's go to Tony and Paul. They're going to tell you about someone they met recently who really epitomizes agency. Keep listening and get better at everything. Hi, my name is Tony. And my name is Paul. Paul and I were visiting New York and we went to a local gym. We noticed this woman about 70 or 80 on the equipment. I mean, that's a sight in and of itself. But what really stuck out to us about her was how she was dressed. This little old lady pumping iron at the gym was wearing a bright purple boa and a sequin hat. So, Paul and I, we had to go over and talk to her. Uh, so we just struck up a conversation with her and asked her to tell us a bit about herself. And uh, she had worked for many years as a, as a secretary. And she was very independent. And the theme of her life was she did many things. She, she tried new things. She always experimented, and, um, and physical activity was something she, that was uh, important to her. So she danced, she worked out, and so to her, it was just another, it was a typical day. Um, she was at the gym working out, and to us, it was like, wow, she's fully engaged, and she wanted to do a little dance, actually, right in the gym. I'm a little embarrassed by that, but <laughs> <laughs> it was really something. She wasn't self-conscious. She was just living her life. And she was going to sparkle. She was going to be there. She was just going to do it in her own terms. In a word, she was very alive. She was very, very, very Very, very alive, alive, very present, very engaged. And um, that that's an example of agency. And that's why we're here today. We wrote a book called The Power of Agency. It's a book designed to help you find and express your own personal power. Again, my name is Tony. I'm a psychologist and I work with children and families. I'm an author and speaker, and I've had the privilege to travel all across the country and work with lots of really terrific people. Hi, this is Paul. Um, I began my career on Wall Street, picking up a doctorate along the way in psychology, and I work in organizations uh, helping people to improve themselves. So we get asked this question a lot. Why did, why did you write this book, and what exactly is agency? We wrote this book because we saw a pattern. 
kids came in with some of the most basic things years ago when I was working first in medical facilities and hospitals, but then started to notice that even, you know, higher functioning kids were, were starting to like have a hard time. They weren't sleeping well. They were falling down on the job at school, so to speak. They were disinterested in their sports. Their friendships were less and less. I started to wonder, like, was there something bigger going on? And Paul, who works with corporate clients and lots of people who are under stress there, also really high-functioning people, he was noticing something similar. We put our heads together, and we started having long conversations about this. I think we, we both we compared notes and began to realize that there were certain commonalities. And what those commonalities were is that people were, were presenting with, with a greater sense of unease about the directions their lives were taking, some, some people feeling quite anxious and overwhelmed a good amount of the time to feeling that they weren't in control of their lives. They, their lives were taking them in directions and they didn't feel a sense of control. So whether it were, were, these were kids in Tony's practice or adults in mine, you know, people were reporting in some ways not feeling uh, fully in control. And then Paul and I were wondering, are we the only ones seeing this? And then we pulled the lens back and we started to realize this is something that's happening across the country. It's happening to millions and millions of people. Levels of stress and anxiety have been climbing for the last several decades. And, and how it was becoming expressed in people's lives is that they were feeling a lack of agency in our language. Agency being the capacity to marshal all your innermost strength and power and, and, and bring it to bear on your life, on creating a life that is most meaningful to you. And so, you know, with more and more of these people feeling like they're, they're, they're kind of on a treadmill, and, and that's when we started realizing, hey, you know, we've got, we've got a kind of a crisis here in human agency. And agency is something that many people actually are showing every day. We were seeing among our clients and people that we work with, like, why were some of these people doing well? Some of them were, in fact, thriving. They seem to have more resilience. And so we, we set out on a mission to begin to sort of study them more intensely and then began to recognize they were doing certain things. They were cert- you know, certain behaviors and certain ways of thinking. They were pretty simple. And maybe these things were teachable. And so that's what led to the book. And now we're making a podcast to give you a peek behind the curtains of what we do. When Tony and I talk about a, a particular client, we're often focusing on their agency and where they're, where they're stuck and, and how to help them to realize their their goals, their life goals. And so doing this podcast is an opportunity for us to do that with you and, and kind of share some of our, our thoughts, um, how we actually look at, at people and, and, and try to be helpful to them. So this is the format of the show that we wanted to create for you, uh, is to give you some examples, some questions, some problems, some issues that we hear each and every day with our clients and bring you sort of behind the scenes to see how we think about these, these, these things and how we apply agency to these problems, questions, and issues. And what we're going to be covering in the podcast is just, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Just You can find out so much more uh, in the book. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I want to take you through uh, a case. Uh, this family comes in. Uh, Josh and Leslie come in with their uh, preschool son. And, you know, he bebops in. He's not really quite sure what's going on there. But I, I noticed immediately, as soon as they sat on the couch next to each other, um, the, the tension in the room just went up. You know, I could see it in their faces, in their body language. In fact, I, I have this thing I call, it's like the V, you know, where parents are sitting next to each other, but they're really not parallel. They're kind of like moving away from one another. But to me, sitting across from them, I realize that there's something here going on. Well, they immediately launch in, particularly Leslie, just, you know, really was certain that there was something wrong uh, with her son. And as that was unfolding, uh, she was really implying that there was more of a biological basis going on, uh, that um, there's reasons why they're getting calls from the preschool teachers, uh, that this little guy just wasn't able to to focus and he wasn't able to sit still and he didn't want to do nap time. And in fact, these things were happening at home. Um, they have three kids, three boys. So I'm sure the mornings are really kind of hectic. Um, but the dad, boy, he was silent for the longest time. And then, boy, he erupted. And I could tell all of this stress was just in the office. And I, I was watching their son, who had just been sort of off to the side, playing quietly up until this point. And as soon as the tension went up in the office, he just, like, went up. And you could tell that his muscle tension tightened and his eyes got big like saucers. And he bolted right for the two of them on the couch and jumped right into the middle of them. And the mom looked at that as, oh, see, here's an example of, like, he can't control his impulses. And this boy actually was responding to the tension in the room. So I realized there was a, there was a much, much bigger problem going on here. So let's take this from the position of agency. So, so what are we going to do for these people? We were seeing a family that was chaotic. We saw a family that wasn't able to communicate, was misunderstanding one another, was incredibly stressed, and then starting to sort of point fingers at, at one another. I recall... Tony, you consulting me on this case because it in some ways involved the adults and the adults acting as leaders, the parents acting as leaders within the family. And I remember as we discussed this particular case, the observation was, well, they're not really taking a step back and trying to assess the big picture here which is how do we function as a family and what's the sort of qualitative experience like of being a member of this family? And neither one of them really was aware of the amount of tension that they each were carrying around and the influence that that would have on their three kids. What you have to understand is when you're in an office, a closed environment, no screens, no noise, and everything's focused on what people are telling you, like in a clinical practice like this. As soon as the tension goes up in the room, you feel it. It's, it's highly contagious. 
Um, and so the tension just keeps rising. And then I realize at this point, these people have lost connection to the more logical parts of their brain. Um, and, and it occurred to me that this had nothing to do with that little boy who was just in there and just playing quietly with the Legos. It is up to the point his parents had a big fight. Yeah, so it, it ultimately it had to do with these two parents really needing to get onto the same page about the family that they wanted to create and they were not happy. This is not it was not going well. It wasn't what they wanted to create. Um, they struck me as very good people who were overwhelmed a lot of the time. And so they had lost their sense of agency as parents and the kids were responding to to that. And they needed to hit the pause button and take a deep opportunity to reflect on where they found themselves, both individually and and as a couple, um, to try to get things back on track. You know, they they were really looking to describe a problem that they were so sure was just living inside this boy's head and that there was something that he had that was more of a, of a diagnosis or disorder that various therapies and medications would be necessary or, or extended psychological testing. And, and I sort of turned the whole thing around on them and just said, look, let's calm down and let's look at this thing from a whole different angle. You know, could we not be leading ourselves well? Could we not be showing agency at home? Could we, maybe we're not showing agency with, with each other in the marriage, you know, and maybe this is what is, is driving some of these quote-unquote symptoms that end up showing up in, in offices across the country. So, again, we're back to the idea of, of the environment. You know, what is the environment that is being created that you need to adapt to? And so the environment that they were creating for their three kids was a really challenging environment. And you saw it in the office, Tony, when this small preschool boy jumped between his mother and father when they started arguing with each other uh, to try to tamp down the, the tension, to try to distract them from, from attacking each other. Uh, so it was, it's important, I think, always for people to manage their emotions um, and their beliefs. You need to do that. And certainly parents need to do that if they expect their children to be able to manage their emotions and beliefs. It needs to start with them. You know, when parents are anxious, and, and who isn't anxious today? Who doesn't have these problems? Who doesn't have fights? So we know that life is filled with stress. Let's just put that out there, right? But that if we don't take charge and realize that we have a lot more controls over our lives, then you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be able to, to, to manage ourselves and the people we love. You help the family to see that their young preschool boy was a symptom of a wider problem. And that they, as parents, they needed to take the lead on identifying and addressing the, the real problem. They really were missing enjoying enjoyment in their lives. They, they were not enjoying their role as parents. Um, they didn't exactly understand why. Life to them felt like a, like a series of battles. And their kids were responding to that. Um, so once they started noticing that, and with your help, started working through some of, of the things that were getting in, in their way, some of the, the pressure sort of eased, started to ease up. And they gained greater agency as parents. Let's summarize. Having agency means you feel like you have control over your decisions and life. Tony and Paul told us about Josh and Leslie. Their son struggled to focus and sit still in class. His parents were sure something was wrong with him. But Paul and Tony saw something else. This little boy was reacting to the tension between his parents. 
Josh and Leslie weren't acting as leaders. They were reacting to everything in their lives. To help their son, they needed to start acting. They needed to step back from their strong emotions, take control of their decisions, and ultimately take back their personal agency. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and please hit subscribe. If you're enjoying the show, leave a rating and review on your podcast app. We'll be back next week with an episode about how you can manage the distractions in your life. To learn more about how to take back your personal agency, visit powerofagency.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.